back, folks, for week 19 of our PA High School Football Report podcast. I'm Nebby Asaz here with my high school sports editor, Brian Linder. Welcome to 2022 and Happy New Year, everyone. Brian, how you doing, man? Man, I'm doing good, Nebby. Uh, we may as well stop counting at this point. Week 19, we're going to try to go to week forever. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, they haven't canceled us yet, but that was always the joke when we began this thing. We're still rolling along, you know, football season. Everybody thinks football season ends. And I'm from down south, Nebby. I'm from South Carolina originally. And then I worked in Florida and football season never ends. And people, I think people know that, you know, as soon as one season's over, we start rolling into, you know, your signing days. And we had an early signing day and we got another one coming up, Nebby, right. here in February. Mm-hmm. You know, from there, you get into the spring with some seven on seven action. And mm-hmm. even before that, you know, these guys are in the gym. So it all, it all bleeds together and it's all fun. And it's one of the things that makes football such a fun sport to cover. There's so many storylines and so many things always happening. So, but 2022, my man, any New Year's resolutions? Oh yeah. Uh, well, not necessarily any resolution, but just to stay consistent with everything I've already been doing and to not settle. Right. Oftentimes I find that you know, especially with my age group, you know, being in your 20s, this is the time in which we need to excel the most. And oftentimes some of our peers may get a bit complacent, but just trying to shoot for the for the stars, you know, and maintain that enthusiasm. Keep that E and keep rolling and tackle any goals I have. So what about you, Brian? I got to get healthy, my man. You know, I've been going, you know, I got to have hit replacements. Got to get that done. Nah. I need to lose a few LBs. I'm coming out on passing downs right now. Yeah, you three, four nose top. So... I got to try to, you know, get things turned around for myself physically here. Uh, obviously dealt with some health issues the past couple of years, but that's the big thing for me in the new year. Try to make it a good one. And we'll see. Let me tell you something real quick, Brian, as, as a means for motivation. And for anyone listening to this podcast, it's already written. <laughs> Your destiny, you put it out into the atmosphere, make it happen. You know what I'm saying? It's you versus you. It's already written. You got this. Definitely. Definitely. So, but hey, man. We're going to talk about, we're already going to turn the page a little bit, you know, and look ahead from 2021. We've been talking so much about 2021. The last few podcasts were looking at All-State teams, and there was actually one more All-State group to come out, which was the PA Riders All-State team. We did our All-PA team, which was regardless of classification, All-State type team. Mm-hmm. A few other publications had All-State type teams, and a lot of them had All-Star teams for their areas. Mm-hmm. You know, to any of those guys who got named to any of those teams for any publication, no matter how big or no, you know, how small, congratulations to those guys. Thought we'd turn the page to 2022, you know, and maybe look ahead to some guys that we're excited about in 2022. We've, we've had some stories on Penn Live looking at the mid Penn and Pennsylvania as a whole, too. But um, before we even get to that, I want to talk for a minute about Brennan Marion. Brennan is a, a guy who I've gotten known through different avenues. Um, he actually predated me here a little bit. Maybe I came in almost six years ago now. And mm-hmm. right before I came in, Brennan was the coach at Waynesboro, Brennan Marion. He left there, Nebby. He went to several colleges. Howard, I think he was the OC at Howard for a little while. Yeah, then he went to William & Mary. Mm-hmm. I think he was the OC there for a little while. Then he went out to Hawaii. I think he was the wide receivers coach there. Came back to Pitt. Did a great job with them this year, I think, as a wide receivers coach. And just recently took the job – is being reported as the wide receivers, maybe wide receivers coach. I know he's the passing game coordinator yeah. for the Texas Longhorns. You think about that's a pretty incredible rise to think, you know, like six or seven years ago, Nebby, mm-hmm. probably seven years ago, the guy was the coach at Waynesboro. 
And now he's the passing game coordinator at Texas. And that's a incredible rise, man. Great story, Brennan Marion. Congratulations, my man. Absolutely. Kudos to him. And you had it right, Brian. He's the wide receivers coach. But in addition to what you said, I heard he had an amazing career at Tulsa. And he also was drafted. Oh, he was a great wide receiver in Tulsa. Absolutely. So, you know, his knowledge of the game predates him. And he's very, very aware of football. And this is, you know, second nature to him. So shout out to him. And I know he'll do amazing things. You know, if you really have been following Central PA football, and I think a lot of the coaches, particularly in Central Pennsylvania, really across Pennsylvania, yeah. he really recruited the area hard. I know, especially when he was at William, William & Mary, in fact, he came and got Kane Everson yeah. from Harrisburg, who was the quarterback of Harrisburg and an offensive player the years a few years ago. They took him over at William & Mary and made him a wide receiver. And he got to a pretty good start to his career there. So, you know, it's, it's, that's a big move, and it just shows, you know, how quickly things can change especially, you know, how much talent's in the mid-pin, not just players, but coaches. You know, you look at Brandon Marion, who's now, like I said, pass game coordinator at UT, just took that job. Micah Parsons is doing his thing. Chase Edmonds, you know. Chase Edmonds and Micah Parsons. That was a game this this weekend, man. You know, if you want to talk about Pennsylvania high school football, the big Sunday afternoon game was was that Arizona Cardinals game versus the Dallas Cowboys. And if you looked at it, Nevy, you got Chase Edmonds, who was a real underdog type of guy. Stand out um, of CDEs. Yeah, stand out of CDEs, but he was tiny, right, coming out of there. and Stand out know, of Rutgers, yeah. Yeah. No, I went to um, – I apologize. Fordham. Him, yeah, Fordham. I mixed him and Rob Martin up real fast. And, and uh, you know, and then he goes um, – you know, Rob Martin was another great player. Mm-hmm. He goes there, and then he ends up at, you know, start running back for the Cardinals Sunday. Um, had a really good year so far. You know, on the other side of the ball is Micah Parsons. And there was actually a play. We ran a story, Nebby, where Mike is tackling him right at the goal line. So just shows you, man, how quickly, you know, guys go from we're talking about them here to we're talking about them on Sundays. So. Right. Out to both of them. Uh, Micah definitely is having a stellar career so far with the Dallas Cowboys. Shout out to him, you know, making the Pro Bowl already as a rookie. And Chase, man, Chase was a year ahead of me in school. I graduated class of 2015 from Harrisburg High School. He graduated 2014. But Chase was a do-it-all type of guy on the football field. He even came out his last year and played basketball, too. And he wasn't half bad. So shout out to him and, you know, everything he's doing. I got to say, too, people don't realize how amazing Chase Edmonds is because you went to school with him. You know, there's no way. I mean, he was a great athlete, great athlete, great player in high school. But there's no way you looked at that guy and thought he's going to play in the NFL because Chase Edmonds is not a big guy. I mean, you go look at the NFL sideline. There are some monsters out there, right? I mean, huge guys. And Chase is he's not big. And not only is he in the league, mm-hmm. he, he's playing really well. So great stories, man. and. I got to tell you, I think some of these guys that you and I are going to mention is guys we're excited to see next year and see what they can do. Mm-hmm. They might end up, you know, on Sundays as well. You never know. Yeah, for sure. And that just goes back to the conversation we have. I feel like almost every episode on this podcast, right? It's all about the heart that you have in you and the size of the fight that's within you. So like you mentioned, Chase isn't your, your prototype type of guy, right? Some even thought that Michael wasn't your prototype type of guy in terms of his frame and his build. But these dudes just show you that hard work pays off. You get what I'm saying? When when talent doesn't work hard, hard work pays off. So shout out to them. I think the biggest question with Michael was just where would he play? Like, I think everybody thought he was a special guy, right? But right. was he going to be a defensive end? Was he going to be an inside linebacker? Mm-hmm. I always thought he was a defensive end. Mm-hmm. And now you see what he's doing out on the edge. Uh-huh. The Cowboys and, and but he can do it all, so it's just incredible. But let's talk some about some of these guys. This is the 
PA High School Football Report. Let's talk about some of these high school football players that we're excited about heading into next year. And that'd be, and we can start, you know, maybe with some, we're, for people who are just listening to this podcast, we're sort of based out of Harrisburg, but we do cover the whole state. Our primary focus is the Mid-Pen Conference. But again, we look at guys across the state, especially when we talk about stuff like this. We can start locally and move out, Nebby, and why don't we start on defense? Yeah, let's do it. So you already know who the top guy is that comes to my mind. Our defensive player of the year, Terrell Reynolds, right? Terrell had an amazing career for Harrisburg, record-breaking season, District 6A champion, broke the all-time sack record with 22 and a half on the season alone. And Terrell has just done monstrous things. Like you mentioned time and time again, he doesn't have the reputation of a Micah Parsons, of a Damian Barber, right? But he just came and he proved to everyone that I'm here to make a name for myself. I'm on a mission and I'm on a radar. So come look for me and come find me because the film speaks for itself. Yeah, I'm excited about, you know, to see what he where he takes it next year. Obviously, he had 22 and a half sacks as a junior. He'll be a senior next year. I am excited to see where he take it. But when we talk about that mid-pan conference in Central PA, right. a guy who I'm actually maybe more excited about his upside is Riley Robel. Yeah. Riley Robel was playing like linebacker a year ago and he gained about 40 pounds or so. 6'3", 275. He's a wrestler mm-hmm. and really became a big-time force on the defensive line for Bishop McDevitt this year as they made that trip to the 4A title game. Mm-hmm. You know, 84 tackles, 29 for loss, six and a half sacks. But again, I like the linemen who have wrestling backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Wrestlers are different, Nevy, and especially good wrestlers. He's a good wrestler. They just have a different mentality, a different grit about them. You've got to be tough to go and do that type of training to be able to to make weight, and you had to have a certain mental discipline. He's got all that. And, oh, by the way, he was just a monster in the middle for McDevitt. He'll be a senior next year. I'm really excited to see. I think this was a year where everybody sort of expected he would take that step up, and then he did. Next mm-hmm. year, I think, is where he's going to be expected to really, you know, just be a dominating guy from, from that outset. And, and so I want to see what he can do there. Yeah, and to to touch bases real quick to your comment about wrestlers being great football players. I read something the other day about, you know, Ronnie Kent, who played at Harrisburg as well, talking about how wrestling has helped him transform his entire football game and helped him to have the strength that he has at just 160 pounds and standing 5'9". But he's having an amazing career at West Carolina. Shout out to him. But yeah, definitely, you know, some a lot of these wrestlers, you know, have the technique and the physique needed out there on the football field and the shows and assess them apart. Another guy I really like to, you know, give props to that I feel performed well in the mid-pen this year and didn't really quite get a lot of attention was Cole Bartram from Northern York. I watched him play a couple times. My favorite game to watch him was against the East Pennsboro. They're going up against uh, Cyril Burgos, one of the top running backs in the mid-pen conference at the time, a speedster, and he just absolutely shut him down and played with tenacity and had a lot of heart. It was just the core and glue of that defense for Northern York. I'm going to mention three more guys that are sort of local, Nebby, and then kind of want to take it statewide. But for Carlisle, a guy who I think is really under the radar is a kid named Thomas Nelson. He'll be a senior next year. He's 6'3", 280. You look at the film, he was really good on the offensive line. He was really good on the defensive front. He's a defensive tackle. He's a handful down there. He's really powerful. He's got the size. I think he's a guy, again, a lot of people maybe not know his name right now, but I think to some level he's going to develop as a college prospect. I think the film probably already shows that. You know, they have EZ Thomas there as a safety to a kid who I've been high on for a while just because of his athleticism and versatility. He's like a 6'1", 185 kid. You know, so I'm excited to see what he can do. And also just wanted to mention uh, Stephen Skirtis. 
We talked about him before from, from State College. He's about a 6'3", 240-pound defensive end. He'll be a senior as well next year. I think he's the guy who's going to, you know, maybe take it to the next level with some recruiters next year and has a chance to be good for State College. How about some statewide guys? What do you think? Statewide guys, um, someone that comes to the top for me is uh, Lamont Payne, you know, another fellow guy we had here on this podcast, spoke very well for a young guy. He had just turned 16 when we spoke with him, but Lamont is a PSU commit. He's a corner for Chartier's Valley, class of 2023, and he has a good size to him. You know, he's a physical corner, like we mentioned and talked about, and he's someone who lives with that Mamba mentality, right? That dog fight in him, and he it just transcends on the field. Watch his huddle tape if you don't know who Lamont is. Real humble kid. But when he's on that, on that field, he speaks volumes, man. He's relentless. So it's pleasurable to watch him play. Yeah, I like him a lot. I think that's a really good get. You know, if Penn State can keep him locked into his commitment, which, like I said, we had him on the pod. and Every indication was that that's going to be the case. Tamir Robinson from yeah. Bashir. You know, this is a 6'3", 225-pound kid who I think is going to be a linebacker. But he is athletic and versatile enough to play safety, linebacker, defensive end. And, uh, you know, he's got... Every college, and you know, under the sun has already offered him. I know he got – I think he got an injury this year. I think it may have been a knee injury that he'll be coming back from next year. But he's just a fun guy. If you haven't seen him, check him out because he's probably the top athlete on the defensive side right now in Pennsylvania. Like him a lot. You know, we had D. Brown for two tenths. So we really spoke highly of him. And you know the type of guys D. Brown has out there. Another guy, Nebby, I wanted to mention, Phil Pachotti, linebacker for Penridge, 6'3", 225. He'll be a senior next year. He had 144 tackles. He was on our all-PA team. He's getting some big-time offers. Some Mach Bridgman's out there as well from Archbishop Wood, who's another linebacker who'll be a senior 6'2", 225. He's got a ton of offers from Penn State and the likes. James Hurd Jr., I'm really excited about him. St. Joe's prep guy, Nebby, 6'2", 225. He plays on the edge. He's really electric, really quick off the edge. He had 10 and a half sacks as a junior. He'll be a senior next year. We could go on and on. I mean, there's a lot of big names there on that defensive side. Right. Guys who I think, you know, Ramirez Stewart, I didn't even mention him. He's for a long time right. been our number one prospect in the 2023 class, say from MOTEP. And, and heck, Josiah Trotter, you know, linebacker, St. Joe's Prep. Anybody else you want to drop in there? I wouldn't feel comfortable not talking about Emilio Agard while we're here at St. Joe's Prep, you know. Just the lockdown cover corner. It seems as if almost every game quarterbacks tried to throw opposite of him. He finished with 31 tackles and had 15 passes deflected. And without him, his team doesn't make it to a title game. So shout out to Emilio and those young guys doing great things for St. Joe's. We got a lot of a lot of good football to look forward to in the 2022 season. Yeah, I think he's already committed to one of the All-American games. So how about offensive guys, Nebby? Anybody, you know, let's start again. Let's start locally. Who are you really excited locally, maybe out of the mid-pan to see uh, in 2022? There's a few guys, um, but... The first person that comes to mind for me is Stone Saunders, right? And you and I talk about him so often in the Mid-Pen Conference to be, what, a 15, 16-year-old kid, freshman in high school, just getting to know everyone, getting acclimated to the program. He's a rookie and a vet for Jeff Wechter and his club, you know? Stone has scored four or more touchdowns in the first half of a few football games this season alone. Uh, he surpassed a lot of uh, milestones for a freshman and the way he connects with the receivers, the way he you know, runs that offense. And to think that he has three more seasons left to play is just mind-blowing. Um, one of def- Definitely one of my favorite QBs to watch all season long. I mean, if you look at it, he had like almost 4,000 yards, 40 touchdowns as a freshman to lead him to the 4A state title game. And there's really two quarterbacks, two young quarterbacks in the mid-pen. He and then Alex Irby, who will 
just be a junior this year. I mean, coming up in 2022, he's got almost 6,000 yards passing across his first two seasons. So two really good quarterback, you know, Alex Herbie from still high, Mm -hmm. Um, two really good quarterbacks to sort of keep an eye on their guys who are going to put up some numbers coming out of the conference. Running backs, Marquise Williams, Marquise the Beast over at uh, McDevitt. You know, he's a nationally ranked type guy. Had, you know, over 1,900 yards. And even his backup, Sincere Bowers, had over 1,000 yards. And Sincere will be a senior, so will Marquise. And, you know, that's shaping up to be an incredible one-two punch for McDevitt next year. And then with Stone still throwing the ball around. And, yeah, you mentioned it before me, Brian, but I was definitely going to touch bases with Sincere. There were so many games where Marquise had a few touchdowns and Sincere would come in as his backup and score one or two more touchdowns on top of what Marquise already produced. And to think of it, Sincere could go and – any football team in the mid-pen conference and be a starting running back. So for him to be a backup to Marquise and still be as productive as he was just speaks volumes to the type of you know player that he is and the potential he has. Yeah, he's a special player out there. It's an exciting group, I think, for McDevitt. You know, there's some other good guys. Uh, Gabriel Arena up front for McDevitt on offense. Michael Dencher up front for State College. There are two offensive linemen you'll want to keep your eye on. You'll have a chance to be really good next year and and even beyond a statewide level, they're, they're getting some big offers to play college. How about statewide? You know, outside of the, the mid-pen, anybody jumping off the page to you? Statewide, I'm, I'm going to stay with the running backs here. When I when I look at the entire state of PA, I think of Tyquay Hayes out of Alakippa, right? 5'11", 185-pounder, class of 2025, and he just exploded this season, right? 1,700-plus rushing yards, 23 touchdowns, and he led his team to a 4A state title. You know, he ran for over 139 yards against a very good Bishop Endeavor team. So Tyque is someone who is a force on offense, you know, and is definitely going to be a name to be talked about for the next few years to come. Yeah, I like him a lot. Big freshman, had a great season. You know, he's already picked up a Penn State offer. You know, a couple other guys, Nebby, you look over at York, Jaheim White, they're running back there. He had over 2,000 yards. He's a West Virginia commit. I think they call him Florida. The kid is just a – he averaged over 13 yards a carry. Great player for York. Javen Williams, we had him on the podcast, offensive lineman. I've said it. I wrote it. You're going to do an offensive lineman draft. He might be the first pick you know, at, a P, at a PA right now. Wyo missing. He'll be a senior. Definitely a guy, if you like to watch some good offensive line play, like to see some, a guy sort of bully some people, check him out. Javen is one of those guys we also had here on this podcast. And Javen yeah. – protects his QB's blind side like his life depends on it, right? Javen is just a force. I remember when we spoke with him a few months ago, he was just getting his first offer from U- University of Pitt. So shout out to Javen and what he's doing for Wild Missing. I like to watch him run block, my man. He just he kills guys out in front of the run. So Joyce Slaffer uh, from Extra Township, 6'6", 210. He's a Penn State commit. Big athlete, tight end, run, catch. Schools love guys like that. They're fun to watch. They create mismatches. Could be a really good gift for them. There's some some really exciting players too. You know, Kenny Johnson out at Dallas Town, 6'2", wide receiver. He'll be a senior. He's a playmaker. He has a Penn State offer, Nebby, and he's the guy people are going to want to watch. Rodney Gallagher. Let's talk about Rodney Gallagher. He'll be a senior finally. You know, if you haven't heard of this kid, he's out at Laurel Highlands. He's an excellent basketball player. Looks like he's going to focus on football. At the next level, he's playing quarterback for Laurel Hollins because he's the best athlete on the field. Yeah. Okay, so they just snap the ball to him and let him go to do his thing. Yeah. He's pretty darn good at it. I, he's six foot, about 170. I think he's going to be a wide receiver at the next level. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of big-time schools on him. Penn State's one of the schools on him. He's a guy to watch. Quentin Martin out at Bell Vernon. You know, he plays running back for them, so we listed him on offense. 
I think his next level position is probably going to be safety. Yeah. But really exciting, interesting kid to watch. There's some kids on this list like uh, Tamir Robinson and Quentin Martin who are just kind of like freak athletes, right? It's going to be fun to watch how they develop. I want to mention David Washington, another St. Joe's prep kid, who I think has a chance to be a really exciting, really explosive wide receiver. Jeff Owenstein. Jeff Owenstein. 62 touchdowns as a junior nutty. Mm-hmm. You know, almost 4,000 yards, and he counted for 62 touchdowns, 57 passing. You know, he's not a big guy. He's 5'10", 170. Maybe he'll be a senior next year. I liken him a little bit to Johnny Manziel. He can run a little yeah. bit. He can throw. Yeah. He's not a big guy. Yeah, I like him a lot. And then uh, also, I want to bring it back full circle real quick and mention, uh, you know, we started locally, but Kyle Williams Jr. is another guy, if you haven't watched him play out of Harrisburg, Oh, for sure. He was in probably in the discussion for our local offensive player of the year. He accounted for 1,500 yards, hit 70 catches, 788 yards, 740 rushes, 15 touchdowns. He had a couple interceptions. I mean, he cut a punt return for a score, did everything. Yeah, certainly for sure. And one last guy uh, while we're on the statewide real quick, um, and I didn't want to not mention him, but Caden Olsen, right? You talked about some guys that weren't so big, but Caden is a 6'5", 215-pound quarterback, had over 3,300-plus passing yards, 830 for rushing and 46 touchdowns. So Caden definitely put on for Armstrong, our top guys in the state of PA to watch out for on offense. Caden can get it done. He's a guy who's been a little bit under the radar. Two more I want to mention real quick. Brad Birch, the quarterback at Gateway, if you haven't seen him, be a junior next year. He's put up some big numbers. He's got some college attention. He's another one of the exciting young quarterbacks we have in the state. And then Ty Sear Denmark, who was our top 2024 guy last time we did the rankings there. And we're working a lot now and looking at film for what those guys put in. But, you know, he was an all-PA guy for us, too, 5'11", 180-pound receiver. He's really explosive. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of exciting talent. There's guys that we have not even mentioned. You know, we didn't even mention. We did 22 to watch and 22 for offense and defense. We didn't mention 44 guys. And beyond those 44 guys, there's some other guys who we think are going to play in college too and, and going to be big-time players. But not just play in college, but be great high school football players. So, all together, I think we got some exciting things to look forward to with these young men. Yeah, absolutely, Brian. Like you said, the, the game of football is year-round. Football in the Mid-Pen Conference just keeps getting more and more exciting year in and year out. It's a lot more exciting than watching this Mid-Pen basketball that's going on currently. However, the state of PA has a lot of great potential talent coming in for the class of 2023, and I'm excited to see how it all unravels. So, again, if you want to get all 44 names, and even, you know, we go 44 deep in the Mid-Pen, too, so some guys that aren't necessarily on that statewide look, but just for, you know, local who we think are going to make some noise in the conference, PennLive.com is the place to check out. Nebby, maybe next week we'll come back and talk about some teams or something. Because yeah. there's a lot of teams to be excited about. Like Brian mentioned, you know, it's a lot of football players that we have yet to mention. But any other guys or any great stories, you guys, that think that we could potentially talk about here on this podcast, feel free to reach out to Brian on Twitter at Sports by B Lender or myself at underscore Nebby underscore. Reach out to us at our Pen Live emails. We're here to listen to you and, you know, talk about this top talent that we have in the sport uh, in the state of Pennsylvania. And be sure to subscribe to 10live.com for all of our exclusive content.